idea for all this really came from a dream? Yes, it did. Good evening and welcome to Knox Mente. Tonight's guest is David Harland. David is a blacksmith, hedge layer, and dad. Has had many jobs, earned his living as a singer for a while, and sung in front of a couple of thousand people. Working to create a permaculturally sustainable small holding in his town of Carmarthenshire, Wales. Did I say that right? Carmarthenshire, Wales. He's dyslexic, attention deficit disorder in the proving. Has seen ghosts, is drawn to magic, peeling back the layers piece by piece of what it is to be human. David, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for that intro. <laughs> hey, you wrote it. <laughs> I know. I almost, I almost said to you, do you know what? Just, just say I'm a blacksmith. It's so much easier. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought it was a good intro. I liked it. I like it a lot, David. And David is one of our really great friends on Twitter and social media and has been with us, I think, probably close to the beginning, at least. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I dropped in later on, but I just, you know, you're just so good to listen to you guys. <laughs> yes apparently i have i have dry humor yeah oh, you've got Jerry. such a dry i love it <laughs> stop telling people i have tourettes you totally have tourettes <laughs> irregardless is not a word god damn it you leave her alone i okay. i love susan she's great i'm not willing. i know i know I'm, i know but you you come off so dry she knows so. that i was Everyone knows and loves Jerry and I's dynamic. This is how it goes. Um, yeah. it's good bouncing I do, act. Oh, it is. It's <laughs> we're we are something else. And I just want to add to the weirding here. So Jerry did send the links to the right email, and it didn't get here. And meanwhile, a bunch of other emails came through. And when I ran across the house and forwarded it, forwarded it to, from my other account, it came right through. People, is this weird? Okay. I sent, I I sent it five times to her email address. I saw. I, he showed me. Apple so, hates me. That's all. <laughs> no, there's just all this weirding going on with Uncle Algo now. I swear. So, but with that, I'm Uncle just so thrilled. <laughs> We're so sorry. Uncle Algo. Uncle Algo. Please show me in your search results. <laughs> Holy crap. You've, you've okay. shown up in Russia, probably. That's what it is. It's, it's, kind of, it's the Yandex. Um, yes, it's the Yandex. <laughs> That's what it is. You're in there now. It's fine. I know. It's, it's somewhere. But just to, you know, we're Twilight Zone all the way. But it's, I'm so excited, David, that you're here. And this is, it's a treat. And you're in Wales, correct? Yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, just um, just near Carmarthen in Carmarthenshire. So I'm trying to think of. There's loads of castles around here. Um, just basically on the on the on the way to my to drop my children off at school, we've probably got about five castles on route. Um, so it's just yeah, it's got amazing amazing countryside around here. So it's lovely. Oh, Wells is the witchy witchy land. No, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. Isn't that, isn't that where? Uh... Was it Macbeth is from? That's Scotland, isn't it? Never mind. That is Scotland. No, Never. no, no. Yeah, but it's Celts. It's yeah. the Celts. Yeah. It's the whole yeah. Celt Celtic thing, which comes all the way down, all the way from Scotland through Wales and then into Cornwall as well. And then you've also got it going across 
the, across the channel into the top of France, like Britain, Brit oh God, is it? Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. That, yes. whole that whole area is kind of like, it, the Celts were just all over, you know. That's well, corn Cornwall's full of ghosts. It's very ghosty, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but but then again, once again, you've got the Celts. You've got yes. all of the people. They're fur further away from London, so all of the folklore kept going for longer yeah. and longer. Oh so yeah, <laughs> the Normans though came all through there, which brought in all some of that Viking stuff and all kinds. I'm really into all this. Yeah. So well, Fowler, aren't you? Do you know there's no, a Fowler in there somewhere? That's our JJ. Well, I do have I've heavy, heavy Scotland. There's there's so much in there, Scottish and then um all that early French stuff. But you know, the they're they were called different things back in the day, way back in the day. But that's a whole different thing. And uh let's talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I so, tend to direct it off. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I noticed that. What's this? Which seat are you in, David? All right. So tell us about your early your early life. So and you kind of know the drill. What what kind of things inspired very, very young, as far back as you can go, inspired you kind of stick out now as you look back? Uh, all that kind of stuff that could be in pop culture. So cartoons on the telly and um, also throw in your relationship with nature. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I think my first relationship, um, I, the first thing I can remember was is being in my sort of push chair or whatever like that and seeing sort of snails and and you know just the the damp and the you know all, all of those sorts of kind of creatures which always used to just fascinate me when i was a kid um but i think early on because we were in scotland um i was in scotland at that point sorry um and we used to go down the, co the coast a lot and obviously when you're that young you don't really supposedly you don't remember stuff but i can remember the coasts coastlines and um and that and we i was there for probably about three or four years my dad was in the um the navy so we kind of we moved around every three years or three to four years um so he was off in the ark royal when i was was it was that? yeah when i was born he was off in the ark royal um and my mum was off in a, one of the little um what are they called one of the little cottage crofters cottages um, and obviously the, the old lady didn't like the fact that my mum was a woman by herself in a house. So um, she basically kicked her out. So she had to go and stay in um, the accommodation on the, on the base. So it was a lot of base stuff, really, um, that I, I had. But we moved from there down to Cornwall. So I was down in Helston in Cornwall for a while. Um, and one of my earliest memories, so I must have been walking. And I remember going down onto the beach and in Cornwall it's it's illegal well it's not illegal but I think you get fined if the fishermen catch a dolphin so what they tend to do is just pop one pop them in the head and then they'll just chuck them over the side so I remember going onto the beach and you know you had flipper and we had all kinds of nice little things going on on tv it was black and white back then but um it I, I remember going on the beach and one of my earliest memories is seeing finally coming across a dolphin with its a hole in its head so it's kind of like it was one of those weird kind of one of those moments that I kind of it really saddened me, but I kind of I related to kind of that impermanence 
but also kind of thinking that's wrong, you know? Um, so yeah, nature was kind of there all the time because we go out for walks with dogs and all that kind of thing. Um, but, but as for culturally, I think because it was all black and white, do, do you remember, um, oh, there was a black and white series with the guy with a jetpack. And he'd, he'd put he'd put the jetpack on, and that he would every week he'd do some um, he'd, he'd go and save people with his jetpack, and that was his superpower really. He had a jet, he had a jetpack which nobody else had, and so he he went and did. Um, but that was on TV at the time. Um, but there was people there was people like Will Hay and and things like that. The black and white because we we had this old wooden box of a thing that had sort of black and white. Um, picture on it so it was a lot of black and white movies back then I, I can't I can't remember a lot of them um but I suppose as I went into teenage it was then there was a series I remember that had some chap who got his he he got in fact he'd either been into space or something and he got his powers from the sun and his head would swell and he'd kind of then be able to do all these kind of powers do you remember that <laughs> it's it's a really random thing but there was kind of quite a few like there was there was the beast um Beastmaster was it or there was some guy who could, had three different powers and you had Airwolf and you had all of those kind of series the A-Team and um but you had also had the Bat um Batman but you know the the one with the um the Batmobile with the three tubes that came out the back I can't remember what series that was but Batman 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 yeah so it was kind of it, it was all those sorts of things um when I was growing up and, and nature nature's always been there the sea's always been there um we kind of moved because we moved around a lot um what, what tended to be the sea was I, I moved to, into um Cumbria for a while which is kind of once again it has got it's got the river Eden and my, my dad used to go fly fishing so we, we'd go off and we'd be you know we'd, we'd I'd be around nature an awful lot um and we moved to Wales at one point where my dad was in a coast guard. Um, and so we were doing some stuff. Go on. Do you speak Welsh? Um, a very little bit. Mm. Um, I can say things like um, Borodar, which means hello. Mm. Um, um, Bithdigalo, which means it's not very, you know, it's a bit, bit rainy. Mm -hmm. um, I, I learned all the swear words, to be honest, like Tuchteen. <laughs> they're always the ones <laughs> yeah tuchteen is asshole or care the gag which means shut your mouth mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like there's <laughs> little things like that <laughs> i was interested in those you see <laughs> i always loved me. i always learned the swear words first me too <laughs> i've never learned to swear in japanese though <laughs> no are there swear words in japanese i believe so i know um <clears throat> well i know in in i think it's mandarin quite low means white devil because you can hear right well yeah. is that a swear is, word or is that just kind of bigging someone up really it's a slur <laughs> against american or white people from the chinese side oh, okay yeah. oh there's quite, lots quite they low, call quite savages low. too yeah i know yeah. and we never I, did that did we no God, we never did that <laughs> I remember the jetpack one. I can't recall the name of that though. But the guy whose head swole, I don't recall that. I looked, it was a weird one. I looked up uh Yeah, White Ghost. Sorry, not White Devil, whatever it is. It's bad. Thank you, Rivers. <laughs> I'm getting corrected by the peanut gallery here. Oh, I love Rivers. I tried to find the um 
The jetpack thing, and I didn't see it. I mean, the only thing I could see is Rocketeer, which was a movie. I couldn't find a TV show. Do you uh, have a memory of that, though, Jared? No, not at all. But it could I, have been I a totally British do. thing or BBC thing. That is definitely American. Because I was definitely, American, yeah. yeah. Completely remember it. Because there was also the, um, the Flash Gordon black and white series as well. Yeah. Because that, that, was, that was quite amazing for the time as well. And do you remember Jason and the Argonauts? And yes. Oh, God, yeah, loved amazing. that so much. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is all good stuff. And so your relationship was strong and healthy with nature. And it sounds like the, the water played a big deal in that. Yeah, definitely. For, yeah, for sure. Because um, I think probably the age of eight to 11, I was in Hollyhead and it was kind of, it's a port town. So it's right in between, it's where everybody goes over to Ireland and comes back. And it's kind of like, it's quite a rough town. And I, at the time I'd just come out of being in the Navy, not me being in the Navy, but my dad had been come out of being in the Navy. I spoke Queen's English, so I was very proper. And I'd, oh. I'd, I'd, I'd speak, I'd speak very, very posh. And, and it was all, all this sort of thing. You go to Wales, a port town, speaking like that and you basically get the shit kicked out of you for <laughs> just just basically forever so I, I basically very quickly became a chameleon and started check my voice would change to whatever scenario was around me whoever i was around i'd change to what yeah you that can't was. have the holmes county accent going on down there oh it doesn't work <laughs> <No>. <laughs> really doesn't so yeah i but there i, I was quite feral i was i'd say my mum was doing her own thing but my dad was being a coast guard um i was fairly feral then and i'd, I'd you know in the middle of a um a force whatever um because it because it's a um it's got the concrete things that go around the outside of the actual harbor i can't remember what oh yes my brain's gone but the um when when there was a gale force wind i'd sometimes go down to this this rocky area on by the beach and the waves were just crashing in you know right over my head and um but i just used to love it i just i really connected with being out in nature and and just and i, and I was very feral at that point um literally <laughs> did you so when you were young did you have what was your relationship with anything kind of weird and strange like the supernatural or the fae or any of that um well i'd so i'd, I'd been I, I was ill when i was a kid i i, I can't remember what I, I, I wrote it down but um I, I had some something where i'd go into hospital for several months something to do with my kidneys or, or, or something like that and um yeah um but they had to do some pilogram which they inject you with dye and um, oh so, yeah yeah i, I I was told I should just scream my head off for that. And there was, there was, there was times that I remember like illness when I was younger. Like, I, I, want, I once got an, an ear infection and the, the doctor sort of chased after me with a syringe because they had to give me an injection for it and just, just trying to catch me within that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I got a temperature once and I don't know why, but uh, Mars, you know, the, do you remember the, the classical music Mars? Do do do. That's kind of quite oh, creepy, yes. and it builds yes. and it builds and it builds. Well, I had I had a fever, 
and that was on. And basically I started to see hundreds, not hundreds, but there's probably about 30 or 40 faces start to come out of the walls <laughs> as a kid. And it was just, it was one of those really kind of creepy moments. And I used to, I used to sleepwalk quite a lot when I was um, young. And my son does, my son, I'll, he'll come, he'll come into a room and you know, he's not awake. Um, and he talks and things like that. So it's, mm. I, I, it does something quite similar to what I used to do. Um, so as for creepy stuff, it, that was kind of a start of things, if you like. Um, How old were you in this round, around that time? Um, it's hard to tell. Probably between five and eight, between those sorts of ages. It's kind of... I was still still very young, I think. Did you have any fears around that time? Probably we just were moving a lot. I think my my old man got out of the Navy when I was five or six. I can't, I can't remember. Like I say, my memory's a bit of a sieve. Um, so there was lots of stuff going on for them then. Um, yeah, so there, there was there was stressful stuff going on which I know can be triggers for your brain processing whatever might be going on. Yeah. But how did the fears play out? So what what was causing you fears or anxieties? Well, okay, so that was the cause, but how were they playing out? Fears of darkness, fears of moving, fear of the wood? Um, um, fear of the black hat. The black hat, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a or, or, that's a movie, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I, was, I thought it was an SEO thing, you know. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I um, I was scared of the dark, for definite. Um, and I used to have quite kind of very weird dreams in the sense of, I know I had hag dreams when I was younger, and I had the, I, I'd see things moving around my room, which used to freak me out, and obviously I couldn't move. Um, but there was also, I used to have this dream, which I think is a developmental one, but where you actually, you'd see something distant and then it would come closer, distant, and then it would come closer. And then the material on my bed would go extremely rough and then it would go smooth and then rough and then smooth. And it was kind of, it just used to freak me out completely. Um, so let's yeah. pause on that for a minute, David. So with, with those experiences, were you, was your size, a lot of times that goes hand in hand with uh, getting out of your body, those kinds of experiences that you were just talking about, they're classic. Did you experience any of that where you felt like you were getting smaller or bigger or turning along with the walls going smooth or rough and all that that you just described? Um, yeah, I suppose, I suppose there was a sense of me being smaller and then and then and then it would kind of almost be like you were as big so because because things sort of went off into the distance yes. and then you would yes. suddenly be sort of larger within it yeah yeah that's classic that's like that's a step to conscious out-of-body experience and kids experience this really naturally uh i think there's it's interesting that he had a lot of so you had several hag experiences as a child <laughs> yeah. and your father was in the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a cool story for that. 
Okay. Which I might, I might have already told you. But um, <laughs> just after I was born, my dad was in... He, the, do you remember... Do you know the gannets? They had, like, two propellers on the front of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the front. Okay. Well, he was, he, he was coming off the Ark Royal. With, he was a navigator, and the pilot was taken off. And they were in the Bermuda Triangle. And as they took off, um, it all just... Yeah, it all just had, it just went wrong and they had to bring it down in water. And basically at that time, it was very, very rare that you actually survived um, a crash like that. And the whole crew survived, um, but they, they were in their, their um, lifeboats and the sharks were swimming around the outside of them. <laughs> so it was kind of, but they all got oh. picked up. So it's one of those, it was quite a funny, funny coincidence that Bermuda Triangle was in there at the very beginning. <laughs> right. Well, that's very interesting. And don't even get me started on those sharks. Oh, <laughs> I haven't oh, been in the you. ocean since I saw Jaws. So. Oh, it's an awful film. Why did they do that to us? Why? It's primordial fear too. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so you mentioned this early stuff too. You, um, when we were talking and I, we paused on the possible conscious OBEs, which are very significant. And it's hard to get back to that once we kind of close it off. We can do it, but it happens natural with kids so easily. But yeah. you had mentioned seeing in the room things things in the room what was that about I want more on that that was more it was always shadow figures it was always a shadow figure that I can I can remember I, I, you know maybe 20 years ago I might have been able to remember more but just my brain gradually is <laughs> stopping working um no but I, it's it used to be that I can remember that there was a real sense of presence and it would just absolutely freak me out. And I, I remember there was dreams within dreams where I'd, I'd wake up and then I'd feel like everything was okay and I was in my room again. And then it would be the dream again. So it's kind of, I'd sometimes, it would be, sometimes it wasn't just one or two, it would, could have been three or four of them where it just felt like I wasn't quite sure whether I was awake or not. Um, but also that there was sometimes that pressure of feeling like there was something on my chest or mm. or something on my legs. Do you know, it was it was kind of quite a weird yes. one. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so with the dreams, pressure here, I'm always making notes. With the dreams within <laughs> dreams, do you have any recall of any of those? Um, it was more, it was mainly the, it was mainly the, the sense of something being there and then I'd probably hide my head or there was certainly, I didn't want to look. So, and then I would look and then I'd get a sense of something being there. And so I'd be kind of then frozen, not wanting to move just in case whatever it was. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was that kind of thing. Um, so the dream was a perpetuation of there being a shadow figure, but is it there or isn't it there? You know? Yeah, that, that's so, pretty much. So, okay. So let's, let's work into this a bit. So you would, you were having a dream and you were in the dream 
experiencing something that was there and then you would wake up and you'd still be in another dream and that it would something would still be there sometimes it wouldn't be there but then i'd get a sense of something being there and so either a door would open and then it, it would there's something would be there again so whether that was my brain going i've just woken up and then my mum would open the door and check on me but my brain wasn't registering that she was there so it was just fear mm -hmm. and I've, I've experienced well what i've come to realize is a lot of times where i've experienced something that i would put down to as maybe being a ghost or being there's normally my trigger is fear and i'll i kind of i'll get a sense of something other but that sense will be it would be preempted by that, that fear dynamic in my stomach. You know, I just, I'll get a, an absolute, oh my God, <laughs> what's going to happen? And then, then it's kind of, I'm suddenly aware that, you know, later on there were things that came up where I've actually sort of seen things. And then it's, I'm starting to relate the fact that that, when I get that sense of fear, maybe something was there, do you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, I watched, Oh, what age was I? I don't know. Um, the, the Salem's Lot with the guy from Starsky and Hutch. I remember watching that. I don't know what age it was. It must be, I don't know, um, 11, 12? I think it was like 81 like. or 80, 83. Okay. I've got to, I wonder what, how, how long ago was that? <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, it was 75. I knew oh, it was okay. 70s. So 25, 45 okay. years ago. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it must have been a rerun then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I remember watching it in, when I was sort of in my 11, 12, that kind of thing. And it absolutely freaked me out. And for, for months afterwards, I'd get my tennis racket in my bedroom. And because we had, we had the old sash windows and in the winds, it, it whistled and rattled, yeah. which I loved. I, up until that point um but the fear that you put in with that that scene where the guy is outside the window going open the window open the window and he's tapping <laughs> on the window oh, and it's so just scary. freaky <laughs> it's so scary um and i used to put the tennis racket and then push my set of drawers up against the curtains to stop anything getting in you know i was that kind of freaked out by it um but i look back at it and i think well was it something was it that I was just fearful of the film or was it the fact that we're perhaps that sort of stuff's around us all the time anyway and it's just that sense of things do you know what I mean and it's kind of like are you just trying to block things out it was kind of like it was almost like was it a trigger why why was it why did it affect you as me as much as it did do you know yeah well and I'm gonna back you up on this that I still I have not seen this in my adult life, but as a child, I watched it and it was so incredibly scary. And uh, it, on a prime, primal level, and we're talking about these ideas that really are prescient now, life and death, blood sucking, um, all, all the stuff that just tap into the lizard brain right and uh 
yeah, I mean, we can get into that kind of woo later. <laughs> I also have to say, I only live in houses with sash windows, and I love the, I need a house that breathes. Oh, Dark. sash windows are lush. They're just, they're just beautiful. Yes. You know, they're just, you know, modern plastic windows. Uh, we've got them in this, uh, I, you know, we're renting this house and we put them on all the windows, but I love sash windows. It, you, get, you put them in, a, if they're in a house, they just add so much detail and so much character. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, and they're built right. I mean, they're actually <laughs> built properly and they last forever. So, but that, you know, the ricketing of the wind through them and all this is, oh, it just, it's everything. And like I said, I need a house that breathes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. So, all right. Salem's Lot. I need to rewatch that. Hint, hint. Okay. Um, Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my love. <laughs> and, um, okay, so back here, the young David. And so we have this kind of, we have this good little foundation to work from, including some of the modern day stuff that we recognize that could be interesting with bases and all that, because you're tied into military and all that. But what about the dreamscape itself? So you gave us some clues, but how, how do you dream? Oh, um, these days, um, they're either, I either have extremely intense dreams, um, and they'll be occasional or I'll have, I'll wake up and it'll just be nothing. I won't, I won't have, have any memory whatsoever. And I know that if I do wake up, um, I, if I, if I wake up remembering a dream and don't write it down immediately, it's just gone. And I also know sometimes when I go to bed, which is kind of a bit, little bit weird, it kind of goes back to that jumping out of body sort of a bit, is as soon as I close my eyes, I sometimes get extremely strong images. So it will be, a, a, a you know, I'll close my eyes and there'll be a, a scene of somewhere in Africa or that I, I haven't seen on a television programme. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything, anything that I can recall. And I know we can, we can, imprint from all kinds of things but it'll be an image of somewhere that I just haven't been but it's so detailed and it's just it's not even when I'm falling asleep it's just when I close my eyes and I'm about to try to go to sleep you know it's 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 a bit of a weird one so it's kind of a that's a weird a weird image thing um but I learned quite young because I used to you know my parents would argue and, and things like that downstairs and I used to I got I used to put my headphones on and I got to a point where I, I learned to fall asleep. So I, I, I learned how to shut my brain off. So I, I kind of got to a point where I could just kind of sink in and just fall off into sleep, yeah. um, which is an absolute gift, but it kind of frustrates Tasha completely because she's like, <laughs> I'd just been awake. But whereas before that, I didn't, I wouldn't, I'd struggle getting to sleep. I'd be up till two in the morning every night, just mulling stuff over round and round and round and round. But yeah, so I don't know where I was going with that. But. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's almost like you, you know you feel like you're wasting time if you go to sleep. I want to stay up to do more things, right? That yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it would it would be it would be just mulling over the, all of the world's little bit things or something I'd found out in the day, and I'd just be like, well, and, and I'd because I, I think with ADD, but attention deficit disorder, you can be hyper focused sometimes, and I think. I used to hyper focus quite a lot on stuff, so I just I just keep mulling it over and 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 
I'd, I'd keep going until I was just like, well, okay, I, I've just killed that. Let's, I'll, I'll go to sleep now. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> you know, the one of the things, yeah, I agree. But, you know, the ADD thing is interesting because people with it, I find, as long as everything's moving fast enough, can get really good at stuff like i saw you working with the knife play in a video the other day oh yeah <laughs> and that was most excellent the the um fish slice play that was actually <laughs> yes but still it was most excellent david it was really great well I, when i was doing my blacksmithing training i had i've got a really good friend called um spike and she she was a traveler at the time and but she'd learned how to do fast spinning with um staff so um she taught me how to do that so um <laughs> but I, I, I i've been interested in martial arts i know you're you're into martial arts as well yeah um, although I, don't press me up on it now i'm rusty no god no i'm <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just old and creaky can we negotiate rather than fight <laughs> yeah yeah exactly Okay, so, but with dreaming, are you color, black and white? Is Are you able to read? Uh, do you smell? All this kind of sentient stuff that we experience here in what we consider real life. Um, that's so hard to, um, I know with the ones when I'm just about to fall asleep, they tend to be color and very clear. Um, my dream ones tend to be, I don't know, there's almost like a monochrome to them. They're not, they're not necessarily just black and white, but they'll just be two colors. You know, it'll be like a red or it'll be a blue or it'll be a, um, I did, I, I did um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's more that there's, there's, there's two colors. It's like, you know, there was, this is probably this is later on this is skipping forwards but um there was that thing where i i had a dream and it was just like red and quite hyper violent and it was kind of like yeah it was it was just red and the white it was white rather than white it was like shades of red and black you know but it was still clear but um do you, what is that dream do you recall it um it was like I hadn't had a dream like that before and it was it was almost like I was there um and it was there was there was a blonde lady that was sat at a desk and then for some reason she went outside and there were two other lasses outside and basically the two lasses just completely one of them it was almost like the person that was going outside was in a bit of a daze and the people that were there weren't really that with it and then one of the people just had knocked the, this lady to the ground and then the other one was just literally pummeling her leg with oh. some sort of bludgeon of some sort and it was just it was just so vicious in the sense that there was just no emotion and it but it was but i was just there and so it was kind of a very I was quite quite disturbed by. It. I think that's why I put something up on Twitter at the time. I think it was in February or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just very weird. And, and I don't I don't dream violent dreams, so it's kind of 
it was kind of out of the blue really those for me these days especially these days the dreams that seem anomalous are the most important for me to every so when people come to me with their dreams i am most interested in the ones that feel like they were prophetic first and secondly the ones that are anomalous so if someone never dreams about a bigfoot and then they dream about a bigfoot that's interesting to me and so uh this stuff like you're saying right here this adds this is something different and i believe the stuff that is anomalous should have a little more of a query when trying to recall it or looking at it or even uh we just need to pay attention to those we need to just put those in like a side category and always remember this was anomalous and it, it happened because there's something there and the symbols since I don't know you that well, I would never be able to guess what your symbols are. I only have this stuff to go on from tonight, essentially. Yeah, of course. So, so, so by symbols, what do you mean by that? Well, your set of symbols, your set of, uh, in your psyche, that you're working symbols. So this is why I asked everyone the relationship with, like the early stuff. What, what inspired yeah, yeah. you when you're young were you an outdoors person were you by water the wood you know so that yeah. the, guaranteed the sea or the water is your collective archetypal uh your archetype for the collective unconscious so someone that grew up in the deep wood that are near the deep wood that's where that that would be for them or a city dweller the collective unconscious would be the city yeah. So you see how these things shift. It depends on what it's a lot of variables going on. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. that. So your your symbols and, and this is how you can get to a deeper a deeper dream analysis in the end. You know your symbols. I do not. And this is <laughs> and this is one of the problems with people doing cold dream interpretation in the world because there's just no way. If they don't know your, you know, your wife's qualified, your good friends are qualified, they know you. But yeah. just someone you don't know, it's it's bollocks all the way. <laughs> okay, darling. So let's get into some of this. When I'm curious right off the bat here, and I've been following some threads, but I'm I'm gonna just start with this. Have you over your lifetime? had any reoccurring dreams with a with characters in your dreams that um, might show up there's 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 a dream that i have i've had a couple of times that i can remember where there's kind of like it almost reminds me of some of the cheesy um 70s movies where people are in like the they're all in, dressed in a certain white shade of whatever um, of clothing, and it's kind of flowy. And um, but there's one, and, and everybody's kind of they're they're kind of like they're all wearing that kind of stuff, and it's kind of almost like there's a guidance thing going on. But I don't know whether that's just imagery that I've just picked up as I've gone along, because do you know what I mean? Um, there's not. 
there's not I wouldn't say there's something specific that I can go all the way back to I've got certain dreams of almost of that kind of those types of people that are dressed in a certain way um, within a kind of amphitheater thing like you'd almost see in um, Greece or something like that but it's all um, well, like togas and all that not not quite togas but just kind of very plain flowing clothes you know mm -hmm. it's not it's not quite specific to that yeah. um but I, the person i remember it was a it was it seemed to be a woman but she didn't have any hair um and it was almost like there was a sense of right we've got there's stuff to do who's going to do it and, and it's it's not it's, it's something that needs to be done but i it's not something anybody's going to enjoy and it's kind of like everybody had a choice of whether they could choose to do that thing and it was kind of like almost like a a, a pre a pre-dream of coming into life you know it's kind of that thing of um okay you've got a task to do but this is a task for you within your development for your soul for where it is and here you go get into life you know you can choose to go and do this it's going to be difficult and you're going to take on whatever it is um but you'll learn and you'll change you know and it's almost like each lifetime's a, a learning thing you know it, it, that's how the dream came across to me anyway um if that makes any sense whatsoever <laughs> yeah this is very intriguing so how often did you experience anything in that vein with that kind of imagery with that, that flowing clothing and characters such as this female that you were just describing well the second time was basically i was i can't remember it was i i've got i wrote it down in the book but i um the second time was more i can't remember i, I think i was asking something um, there's stuff going on in my life and I was just asking um, it was almost like I needed some clarification and it was like this person this guide or whoever it was wasn't the same person but they were kind of saying well yeah you're doing fine this this you know you need to be I can't remember the words it's it's I can't remember the words for it but it was once again it was a guidance kind of thing um, but then I had another dream later on. It was a, it was a lot darker, um, but it was just, it was it was the same setup. It was simple clothing, um, but this time it was more of a more of a kind of them a them seeing me. You know, it was it was it was a weird one. It was kind of almost like um, it was. I was um, I, I, with, within the dream. I'd basically gone into a space that I, the fear thing was there, and I was kind of going into this area to actually. Um, I don't know. I was being drawn into it for some for some reason, and when I walked into it, there was somebody that was hanging in there. So it was kind of like it was still it was a weird guidey thing, um, but as I walked in, they were kind of I kind of. With this fear was building, the dread was building, and I, and I looked up, and this person was just hanging there. Um, and as I looked at them, they opened their eyes, um, and then it kind of it, it swapped to another scene, and it was almost like the whole 
um, the makeup of the actual dream it maybe doesn't sound similar to the other one, but it was the way the clothes were similar. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's dreams, isn't it? It's kind of it's so hard to describe them. Um, but the, 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 it then cut and I was almost outside of the building and I was trying to find another entrance in. And I went into this space and then there was an absolutely um, sort of I felt the dread build again and then there was this absolutely perfectly black person that, that came into the room but the top of the head almost wasn't it have you you know have you seen Constantine where the top of the head's not there yes it was similar it was almost like it wasn't that clearly defined but it was almost like I couldn't actually see the top of their head it was it was like there was something kind of obscuring it um and it was kind of weird. It was quite a sensual thing, but it was almost, um, they said to me something like, oh, we'll visit you again. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. You don't have to do that. Because there was always, there was this kind of like threat as well as kind of like this attraction. It was kind of a very weird dream. Um, but that was all linked in. But there was kind of like, it was a time of me asking for some sort of guidance. And I don't know what the hell that was telling me, but um, it seems to be at times when I'm searched, because obviously I, I'm, I kind of put myself out to the spirit world and I kind of ask those sorts of questions anyway. If I'm in the woods, then I'll, I'll quite happily just talk to the woods to actually sort of put questions out and see if I can get some answers, because they don't answer there and then, but often you've just got to keep your eyes out to see what comes in later on. Do you know that kind of weirdness? Yes. Um, well, that's very significant. I have a lot to say about that, actually. However, I, I need to backtrack with you. Were you raised with a religion or religious at all? Um, my dad was agnostic, so completely no religion whatsoever. My mum was Church of England, but my dad was religious earlier on because he used to sing in a choir because when he was in Stockton up north, um, <clears throat> that's where he went. You know that's what his pastime was he'd go and sing um so no my mum was church of church of england and we did a bit I, I i went and got baptized and confirmed because my mates were doing it you know yeah, it was, yeah. wasn't really any pressure it was my mate from cricket was going down there so i was like well i'll come you know? it's just a saturday <laughs> free wine <laughs> that's right drinking of the blood yeah. <laughs> that's what, okay. that's where i got my vampirism stuff later on that must be it you know. well well we've already got your tie-in to salem's lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, which you so can now watch by the way okay, <laughs> darling i love you uh, um, Oh, that's so wonderful. It just makes me happy to know that. Um, okay, so with with all this that we're going on about right now, I'm wondering about when you go to sleep, before you go to sleep. So you had mentioned when you're in the wood, you will speak out loud and talk. I do this too, and I think it's a healthy thing to do. Uh, it's 
it's actually a very magical act and there's a there's a lot to be said and it's another show another time place but there's a lot to be said for that and as we've moved further into the narrative in which we are in now and i'm probably sure you've heard me say this there are people that have no internal dialogue I'm concerned about that so <laughs> um, yeah. anyway, do you ever practice that before you go to sleep? You ask a question and then, you know, you try to sleep. Um, I sometimes do tarot cards just to, if I've got a question, then I'll, I'll tend to use tarot for that kind of thing. But if, if, I'm, if I'm in a place where I don't know how... I don't know where how to get beyond the point. That's when I tend to do the. I'll do a ritual of some sort. I, you know, it might just be burning incense in the woods, or you know, lighting candles, or making offerings. <clears throat> but I, I, that's when I tend to try to connect with the spirit. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, because um, you, you're never separate. I think it's like. <clears throat> sorry, my throat's gone funny. I don't think you're ever really separate from anything. You know, you can be sat in the bog and you, you can still make a, a spirit connection. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it's, yes. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, I think it, it's only because it's sometimes really sensitive to us that we need somewhere for ourselves to be more settled. So that's why nature's so good because you connect in, you root down. Um, and so when you're, in, you're, when you're in nature, you're less focused on everything that's normally in your life you tend to be a bit more focused about what's around you and and i think with my with because my brain I, i've got attention deficit my brain's constantly is it a deficit i don't know but i'm, I'm constantly looking for things i'm constantly if i'm in, if i'm in a, in a room i will tend to be looking at everything that's in it or be thinking about stuff that's here anyway and whereas nature just tends to calm that because it's yeah of course in its place do you know yeah well, there's a lot to be said about electronics, by the way. However, if you try this and do this for me, will you do this for me? The next seven days, the next yeah. seven days before you go to sleep, ask yourself a question that you want an answer to before you go to sleep yeah. and see what happens. Okay. There's a lot of power there. And so, because I'm niche, I ask crazy stuff like, you know, I'm not like, what's going to happen in the world in the next 10 days? I'm like, I want the nature of space. Can you tell me the nature of space? And, yeah. and then I'll get crazy dreams about the nature of space that deals with the whole blackness of the brain and synaptic <laughs> yeah. stuff going on. So try That's what I used to be like. That's the thing is, that's what I used to be like, because I'd ask those sorts of questions and then I'd be up till three in the morning trying to work it out. Well, <laughs> now, but now that you've given us this earlier, that you're able to now somehow find uh, a way into sleeping. And, and so it's don't ask yourself super. I think start in with very vague things that, so that your mind doesn't need to 
puzzle through it. So you get past that layer of your mind. So don't give yourself too much of a puzzle. Just ask a very simple thing. Yeah. And or or if sometimes even a very complex thing and the brain will just shortwave on that and they'll you'll go into something deeper. Just see how that goes. And then I also have another question. Because of the uh, attention deficit stuff, uh, have you done any breath work, like for example, breath techniques like Wim Hof or any of those? Um, I did. I went on a shaman, you know, you do, you find, you look in programs and you're going to go, oh, there's a there's a shaman day, introduction to shamanism. So I did an, I did an introduction to shamanism day and there was all kinds of techniques that were going on, banging drums and all kinds of things. But the thing that actually totally blew my socks off was the breath work. Yes. And it was just, it literally, it felt like, I don't know, I was just on a huge high from doing the breath work within it. It was just amazing such amount of energy that went through my body um yeah breath works certainly works for me that's for sure okay, yeah i, I just that, don't do a lot of it <laughs> yeah oh it's a it's a it's a second nature thing for me now i i can't i mean I, there's exercises that you can do to get to actually get out of body and stuff there's all kinds of stuff yeah but for me now no matter what the situation is i definitely fall into using getting very conscious about my breath work uh and so i just wanted to point that out with the the fast rate at which your your mind works were you all and this is another question we'll get deeper into dreams here but this affects all of that were you always ADD or I mean was this always something or did this develop later how what was your journey there um basically I'm not diagnosed I've got to this because I found out I was dyslexic about um five or six years ago mm -hmm. so I'm I'm, well, I'm 48 now so it's kind of quite late on um but I've I, I was talking to somebody about attention deficit and or ADHD as it's called now um, just for everything um, and I look back and I see all the struggles I had at school all the struggles that I had making friends keeping friends all of the different things as I've gone through life. <laughs> I can look but I must have been really annoying because just I just had loads of energy and I didn't know when not to speak um, I tend to just it's in my head, I've got to, I've got to say it, because I tend to forget stuff if I don't say it, mm -hmm. um, which is a prime thing for it anyway. But all the way through, I've had this, I, I was a lot more hyper then, um, but once again, beatings tend to stop you from being a certain way because you don't like that. So therefore, my hyperactivity kind of went inwards. So I became, it was more of an insight, an, an internal, I started to kind of become inattentive. So I'd always have on my um, my work from school, could try harder. When I'd, I'd have been, you know, people always said, oh yeah, it only took me 20 minutes. And I'd have spent all evening trying to do it. And then they go, oh, well, that wasn't, that wasn't very well done, was it? So it's kind of like, well, you didn't put much effort into that. Whereas for me, I was putting loads of effort into it, but 
just took me a lot longer because I'm all over the place. Hence why, if you look on my feed, I'm, I'm kind of doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know? And it's not, I'd like to be focused. This is kind of, I'd like to be a lot more focused than I am. Well, I that's why I mentioned the, well, that's why I mentioned the breath exercises and um, which is part of internal martial arts. But this all plays in with the dream work. So the deeper in we get, because it's all tied together. So, and so diving back into this. So we got the not really a religious upbringing, but very provocative dreams that were reoccurring. I find those very interesting. They're very, very interesting. They have a certain kind of other feel to them. I'm sure you can recognize that. Yeah, yeah. And so there's there's a lot of symbology there for people that follow those threads. And I'm sure anyone that heard you talking about them will understand what I'm talking about. So with that, how do you experience lucidity in your dreams so in in the higher sense of are you aware when you're dreaming and it doesn't have to be where you're aware where you have control but are you do you find yourselves yourselves <laughs> yourself in dreams where you know you're dreaming and um are you at that level i i used to be <clears throat> i used to be a lot more lucid in my dreaming um it's not kind of like that now. Um, there's, a, there's an awareness of being in it, but I think as soon as I try to do anything in a dream, it tends to get me out of the dream. Yeah. Um, whereas before, I, I, I was almost interacting, and that was kind of when I was in my teens to late teens, um, there was a lot more of an interaction within it. And I could almost guide what was going on in my dream. Yeah. It was almost more of a, a presence in it whereas as i've got older that that's changed an awful lot <clears throat> how much jerry were you going to talk there okay how much <laughs> hell no, <laughs> I, I turned, well, no. <laughs> i'm i'm answering chat questions i'm sorry i am listening <laughs> yes well i just didn't know because i had turned i just saw jerry move in the periphery i need his cues that's why he's on camera Right, and just um, so I could spit something out while I got a second here, we were talking. Yeah. We were talking about Marie Chevalier in chat, and I said he had like a signature sap. This thing he did, he would go, "Ah ha ha, I'm Marie Chevalier." Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I that, love that. <laughs> I couldn't really describe that in words, so whoever I was talking to, Philip or whatever. Anyway. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot I about that. that, Jerry. So I love that so much. Um, okay, get my bearings here. Let's see. So, oh Lord. Um, my brain's gone off now. I, I'm totally. I know. We, this is Jerry's power. Should we talk about the weather now? I thought you were super... at a break. That's why I said it. So I'm sorry. No, but I love We're going to, your super name is the disruptor. <laughs> that used to and be I, my nickname. Is it like digitally? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, but Nish, he's got Cthulhu at the 
end of his that's just gonna be the ultimate know, disruption it's, anyway isn't it it's everything isn't it i just so changed my twitter name for like the first time ever to colonel angus oh no from <laughs> lucifurious yes oh god lucifurious is so good i know i'll change it back okay. <laughs> <laughs> i've always loved that so in in the dream space again what was now you know where i was going the electronics so this is a big deal in our world you're old enough to know david the difference from <laughs> when you were younger to where you are now and how much more electrical our world is yeah. in our houses alone just in our houses alone and so i'm wondering do you think it's possible that the amount of electrical stuff you're around in the house. So, okay, I guess here, let me hone in on this. Where you sleep, are there, is there electrical stuff around you? Are there a lot of outlets? Is it, where's the main electricity come in yeah. in proximity to where you sleep? Well, we turn the Wi-Fi off every night. That's very um, wise. Yes. Which isn't, isn't probably great anyway, because then you're suddenly not on the, this, this 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 is what I find frustrating frustrating about stuff like this. You turn off your Wi-Fi, but then because of the way it works at the the Wi-Fi box wherever it is down the road, um, it sees that you're not actually using it. So therefore, it puts you at the back of the list. Is that right, Jerry? Do, do you know that? It, the, so I've been told by one of the engineers is that if you do turn your box off, then it doesn't see you as being so highly up there so therefore they 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 sort of put you further back is that right uh sort of putting you on the spot putting you on the no, spot. no no you're not i'm just uh, it depends on your router for one there are some right. that scan all the time right but um basically there's a signal that your router puts out to look for people trying to connect to it and that happens right. all the time um the newer routers though which and this is the bad stuff the new routers have directional power so if oh. you're in one part of your house it's going to beam a stronger signal towards you as opposed to the rest of the house so yeah yeah okay Terrible. Terrible. yeah makes sense um so but, no we turn that we turn it off but it's kind of obviously we should, probably shouldn't go on jerry sorry what you can say nothing i was gonna say it's it's always on if it's on it's on that's kind of yeah. how it goes. But, okay. you know, when that's off, you're going to get more uh, 3 and 4G signals coming in and 5G. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're, be, you're bathed no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, well, we, we, we've got, we turn that off, but we've also got, we've got a power outlet that's behind our bed. And then obviously there's two lamps either side. So you've got that cabling. So obviously that's the magnetic flows that get changed and affected. Um, I, I, what I want to get is um, a couple of the just plain old battery alarm clocks rather than have my phone there. I, tur I, I turn it off, but does that really turn it off? You know, what does it still receive signals if you put it into off? If, if, it's, in, if it's in airplane mode, yes. I'm unless you take the battery out it's gonna be active yeah yeah, yeah. i put so, mine in an e-deck bag so uh, yeah, the one i use i wrap mine in tinfoil so it, um, i mean i'm serious this is no no well we've got we've got i've got um i made a like an old 
you know, like treasure treasure chests out of Dungeons and Dragons with the curved top. I made a Faraday made one box, of those. Faraday cage out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to get some. <laughs> I'm going to get some lead and line it so that it's yes. just you put it in yes. there. And it's just completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but that's probably going a bit extreme. But that's no, that's not, not extreme. <laughs> in the what, what's extreme in this world? <laughs> that's not extreme. Just, that's actually sensible. And just put on if you wear three masks to bed. <laughs> three, three, four. maybe four, three four. or four. You, that'll protect your mouth from the uh, EMF. Yeah, you it's, wear, four, you, it's four when you're sleeping. Remember, uh, COVID's okay. more active. At, and you, you wear that where? <laughs> in bed when you're while asleep. You're, while you're scrumping, while you're having sex. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> What's that? Remember, there's no licking cheek <laughs> without, a, without a mask on. <laughs> I'm sorry, the show my just went straight down. Sorry. Okay, so back to this. The, so this is what I've been trying to track <laughs> with people is how much electricity is in there. So now that we know the tech is out in the public now and it's not in the woo-woo behind the scenes that they can brain hack you, they can interface with your dreams. They've been able to do this a long time. I've posted the military links. I've posted the patents. Uh, The information is out there and people can find it. I try to present it, but it's out there. It's not fake. It's real. And then now stupid magazines are reporting how cool it is and all this so it's out there it's not debatable it really is so with the interfacing of our private our real private space which is our dream life our internal space it is becoming more difficult to really understand what is organic yours and what is augmented reality via this modern tech that's riding on these different generations of uh you know the fifth generation the fourth and fifth generation uh that we're dealing with now so i'm wondering well let me say this so if For me, what I did was I put stuff on a power strip and I turned that off because if you just have it coming to the outlet, then you're better off than having the stuff come in from there. And that's what I had learned from, I I don't even know now, I can't even think of her name. Uh, She's out there with the electricity, I think it was Deborah Tavares. Anyway, so that was like one of the better options to just get it all at the wall right? Where it's naturally at the wall and you haven't turned off the main. So nothing's looking for you, right? It's not, it's not expanding. And so that, but I will tell you, I experimented with myself and I left all this stuff on. Well, actually it was on and on. I didn't, I started turning it all off and it's increased my, the quality of my dreams. It's increased the uh the quality of my sleep and it has changed the dull headaches i would get sometimes that i was starting to associate with too much electrical magnetic pollution in the house which is becoming harder to avoid and so i think it's a good thing for people to start experimenting with now i will say i actually unplug the router David, 
Jerry, did we lose David? Looks like we did. (laughs) This is a strange night. Wait, is Mercury going direct right now? I think yes. I think it went back. (laughs) We're in the shadow or something. I haven't looked for a minute. I've been pulling back from being. I'm not too obsessed with astrology, but I've been pulling back with being crazy with it. Although I wasn't crazy with it before, however. David, oh David. Where are you? Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> Who do we have next week, Jer? Nobody. I have nobody lined up. Jerry, reach out to me and let me I, know these things. I'm telling you right now. Okay. We'll get someone. And I'm really enjoying having guests that Uh, have been followers of ours so anyone out there that is a follower of i hate to say follower a listener of ours not followers totally uh that wants to come on and talk these things please reach out we're interested in everyone you don't have to have a a damn book or yeah we don't give a shit we just want to talk this kind of talk so let us know with real people not celebrities (laughs) we're done with celebrity culture well, as far as yeah, yeah. Unless I mean, David Wilcock would come on, then. Oh, you want David on? Did <laughs> no, I don't. I'm kidding. By... I know you're kidding. I know, I know you're kidding. But wouldn't that trigger everyone? Oh yeah, <laughs> it would be hilarious. You know what? We might actually be a popular show if we did that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not looking. <laughs> we for would popular. come out from the underground. <clears throat> oh my god! You know who I got to get back and talk? I talked to that guy Recluse. He was on THC this last episode. He's going to come on. Oh, cool. Um, Dr. Farrell said he would come on. Oh, excellent. Of course, he's going to be on the obelisk. Yes, he he didn't want to do dreams. None of the old guys want to do dreams. Cliff High didn't want to do dreams. Farrell didn't want dreams. Uncle Cliff. You know who I think we should get for actual dreams, though, is Snippy. Yeah. I should write. I think him. you should send him an, thought, an invite. I thought I had. Well, it's a different day. Yeah. <laughs> People don't answer me. Like um, the one the couple you gave me last time, Starfire Tour. So, I thought she'd responded, but then she didn't respond back. <laughs> correct, and that's kind of how it goes. Oh, I've it's got re- uh, Howard. Mc, um, what's his name? Howie. Howdy. Howdy, Mikowski. Mikowski. When is he scheduled? Uh, he was moving. He was going to drop me a note after Sunday. I, I'll write back to him, but he's going to come on. I love that hidden history, ancient history stuff. Oh, yeah, I love it. And I thought we had uh, Jared scheduled. No, I haven't scheduled him yet, but I will. Wait, I know I know we've scheduled him. Did we? I don't think so. I'm have, positive. Well, you may have scheduled them, but I don't have them in my calendar. Oh, oh wait, dear. wait, I might be wrong. I think you guys worked it out. No, no, I don't see him on here. Oh my God. I know for sure he's on. I don't have, well, I only well, have them on my personal schedule. Well, let so. me know when it is. So I'll put it in my, in my oh, calendar. Lord. Okay. And next week I have tentatively scheduled Derek Bros. Who that? Derek is the owner of I'll find the website. 
Uh, ah, fuck, I can't find it. Get, is Oswald in the chat? Yes. Ask, I want Oswald to come forward. <laughs> I want Oswald to come on to, to our show. This is, this is Derek's website. It's an activist, journalist, oh, and author. Yes, I totally know who he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Get, let's see if we can get Oswald on for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I looked, someone asked about Chris Aubeck. Uh, I can't find his email address. If you can find me his email address, I will totally email him. And I just sent an invite to Robert Suffer, so. I've got to figure out Jared. I know Jared's on the schedule and uh, uh, it's weird with the timing and stuff, but he's on set for a, a an obelisk. You're right to David email. David, where are you? David, coming back. I bet <laughs> I don't bet, but I wonder. I used to my, my Wi-Fi router used to have uh, an automatic you could turn it it would turn itself off at a certain time for whatever. Well, it's just interesting when we start talking about the electronics and then our issue earlier with your emails not coming through to mine. And as I look now, I see all of yours. Do you? I see do three. You, you got them now? Yeah. I said five. Link, you said coming. And then there's another you, Zoom link. You said coming. <laughs> so Oswald says he's not guest material. And oh come on, Oswald! And Philip, we've had Josh on twice already. So, what about Philip though? Let's get—is that Philip Blair you're talking yes. about? Yes. Philip, come on the show. Oh, what about Doctor Michael? Yes, let's get in. Do you have? I know Suzanne him are close, so I think Suz can. I can get. I can up. get him. I can hook him. Get Doc Michael on. Yeah. Definitely. And there are other people. I mean, there's so many other people. I want to have Meredith on a, uh, did you and Meredith work out a Not obelisk? yet. Not yet. That's going to be fun with her. Yeah. She was on Cruising with Steak last night. She came on. Are you serious? Yeah. Was it great? It was fun. We had a good time. She is so fun. <laughs> there was a great email from Swens, Fun. Of course there was. Mm -hmm. I wasn't alerted that she was going to be on or I would have come to play. Oh, there were too many people there. You would have been annoyed. Are you serious? There was like 12 people last night. Lord have mercy. What we need to do, though, is have our third wheel, Miss Suzanne. Is Suzanne in the chat? Oh, of course. So we need Suzanne to do an obelisk with us. About what? About the fuckery going on, Jerry. Suzanne's always a deep diver. Right, we could do that next week. We could well, talk about okay. her new business model. Let's get Suze. Okay, so if your other one doesn't go through, let's have Suzanne Suzanne on next week for an obelisk. See, ask her. Or is she, Suzanne, will you come on next week? You said come again. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial with? Uh, I think it might have been whatever with Raquel Welsh. Raquel is coming, and she's running at the camera. I think it was Planet of the Apes or something. Seventies. No, I don't remember that. Dude, 
But I believe you. Oh my God. It's like one of those epic trailers. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Raquel is coming. It's hilarious. So <laughs> I'm hoping Suzanne, I want, I keep wanting Suze to bring Suzanne back on wood with my show, but she's like the perfect person. We're going to, we got to get her lined up on the obelisk. I'm sure she'll do it. I don't see a video with that commercial on there. But... Just type in Raquel Welsh. It's not a commercial. It's a trailer for something. Raquel Welsh is coming. And like in quotes. Kansas City Bomber. Maybe. Where she's running. No, it's like Planet of the Apes. She's in like a skimpy little. little I'll, I'll try and find it. I don't see it. I'll find it too. I'll look for it because it's it could have been canceled. <laughs> you can't have that anymore. Um, this is turning into like a powwow. Oh, yeah. here we go. Is he back? Yay! It's it's thinking. Look at the dots. No, I see him. I know I see him, but look at the dots. It's still trying what, to what do dots? That. That's you. Now. There we go. There we go. Sorry, I'm, I'm on my phone now. Um, the internet side. Oh, actually, it's come back. I, I might be able to get it on the um, Zoom again. Sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah, because we're echoing. You're echoing. I'm echoing. <laughs> Your echo location is active. <laughs> what a weird night. This has been a strange one. This is your your router got pissed off that you kept turning it off. So it said, "Hey, fuck you! I'm gonna put turn off myself." It was seriously like, "What a wanker!" <laughs> I'm gonna show him. Exactly. <laughs> Are you gonna switch over to the computer now? Okay, good. So David's switching over to the computer so we can have some more dream time. There you are. We're alive again. Sorry. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes, and your sound's good. Wow. Of course, as we're talking, this is Uncle Algo. We're so sorry, Uncle Algo. Algo. <laughs> you can't, we can't get away with anything. Bad kids. Wait a second. <laughs> Suzanne, that domain is available for $1. Just FYI. Wow, you can't, can't beat a dollar. <laughs> yeah, but then they get you next year. It's like $25. Oh, yeah, they always do. You never own a domain. You know. It's a, so funny to say that. Okay, so, David, are you ready? <laughs> I am. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's par for the course tonight, is it not? It's because we were talking about putting it in the old little leaded chest box i didn't like it it is exactly that well look at how it started and while you were gone i want you to know that the emails that jerry sent to me came through <laughs> yes this has been a very high strange evening makes sense it well it's interesting so all right let's get back to let's get back into nox mente hello and welcome all right so with let's talk about the weirding dreams you've had the stranger dreams you've had and what what makes them weird and if you have examples of weird dreams yeah um 
Well, I suppose I suppose the the dream that I was talking about, where I was walking into that room and there was kind of like there was a f- sense of fear, and then as I walked in, there I could there was something there was material hanging from the roof, and then as I looked over, there was somebody hanging there, um, and then the fact that they then opened their eyes, and it's it those sorts of things are pretty strange, you know, it's not a normal dream for me, but it's it is it's definitely around times when I'm feeling that I need some advice and I can't get my head around it. Do you know, do you know what I mean? It's kind of, it, as dreams normally are, they're, they're your brain processing something and whatever it is that's trying to communicate with you, even if it's just yourself, um, not that there's a just, but it's, it's, that, it's those times when you actually, you're looking for something beyond what you know and that seems to be when those sorts of weird dreams come in. So in that sense, that was quite, it was an unsettling dream. And I think it was a, it was at a time where there was quite a lot. I had some kind of very strange experiences with um, visual, what seemed like ghosts to me. Um, and that was that was in workplace rather than so it's kind of like i think there must be an unsettling of the soul or or whatever you want to call it that there must be something in your in your psyche or your spirit that's unsettled at the time to then start producing whatever it is that's coming in do you, do you know what i mean i do know what you mean but at the same time i feel like you're talking yourself out of the mystical stuff yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm not. I think I'm not because I'm totally. I, I feel completely connected with all the mystical stuff. I think it's so intrinsic to who I am, and because I don't feel that we're ever disconnected from it all. I think I'm. I'm, I'm probably what I'm doing is I'm softening it for people. I tend to do that. I tend to make it comfortable for people so that any information I come out with is acceptable. Do you know? yeah <laughs> so, so for me I, for me it's all good for me it's all I, I i'm kind of however woo it gets i'm probably more woo than a lot of people that are out there it's just i tend to package it in a way that's acceptable <laughs> oh yeah i get that about you and it's you know i think anyone that finds themselves on these shores is generally in after all these years now is in that under is kind of with us on that and with you on that we are uh we're riding these waves and anyone that wants to be super pragmatic has we've already lost (laughs) so (laughs) you know you've got to be somewhere riding these other waves to be hearing them at this point what about okay so let's let's actually look at some of the supernatural in the outer world before we dive back into the inner world what is your relationship with the ideas of of ghosts of others um all that that seems to be other dimensions or other realms that we can access from what we consider our real and solid life um i think i think we're not we're never not 
connected into it. I think there's always, we're, we're just busy. I think we're quite busy in our heads and we don't stop long enough to focus, to actually be aware of what might be around us. And I think, I think there was a dawning or there's been a dawning more recently as I've moved through stuff through my life that um, a lot of the moments that where I've been fearful or I've had senses of things. So I've kind of, as I've got older, there's been a, a huge period between the time when I was probably 19 to 42, maybe, where I've been kind of quite shut down, um, thinking in a, a very spiritual, you know, um, in a very mind way. So, you know, I don't know. Um, so, so more, more, more intellectual thinking around spirituality rather than actually the feeling of it. Do you know? So, so, so my experience of how things have been since I, I kind of look back at that point where I was a child and seeing faces coming out the walls and things like that as probably me actually visualizing something that was probably there, do you know? But I think we're, we're so much more connected into spirit than we actually realize. And I think an awful lot of the time, it's like, it's like when you go out into the garden or if you, if you walk somewhere sometimes, there's, you get this kind of weird, uncomfortable feeling. And it's not because there's somebody there, it's because, well, there is somebody there, but is it, is it a spirit? Do you know what I mean? That's, that's for me, that's where I go with it. I, f I feel like, I think we're quite shut down to what potentially we, what energies there might be out there that we can be connected with. Um, so w within, within me and, and seeing what I thought was ghosts, um, I was working um, at a farm doing sort of hedge work and chainsaw work. And I was, I, uh, there used to be weird things that go on like batteries would go flat on tractors and machinery and it, or phones would go dead as soon as you walked onto the property. And there was just weird things like that going on. Um, until until eventually there was an actual visual um, sort of flash of a face in front of me, which was pretty freaky. And obviously that could just be something in my head. But for me, I don't think it was because of the, it's the build up. It's that fierce, fear feeling before you, something actually occurs. It's almost like there's the body's sensing something and it can feel the build up. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know, with, within the spirit side of things. Um, I've I, I had experiences when I was younger. There was an awful lot of stress going on, as there is in teenage sort of years. And I remember um, just that there was kind of more of a charged energy about myself at that point. And I remembered certain things. Um, a girlfriend I was going out with probably when I was fifteen, and there would it was such a high stress situation that weird things would happen. It's like I'd point at radios and they'd go off or her, her grandmother was Polish and she had all of those. Do you remember when Constantine where he's flicking up the, the little different um, Christian symbology on it? Those oh, little, yeah. That bit? Yes. Well, she had, one of those, she had something like that on a, a necklace in a room and her, her grandmother was Polish, I think I've already said that. Um, 
and she, I, 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 for whatever reason, and we've talked about um, the the whole demoniac thing and on that sort of stuff, but there was a lot of sort of negative energy going on at that point, and I touched the the medallion, and once again we could have synchronicity and things just happening, but all the lights went out. It was just like as soon as I I picked this medallion up, everything went off, and then when I when I let go, all the lights came back on again, and it was it was kind of it's little little things nudges do you know that you kind of just go okay that's that's fairly weird and it's been in high stress times when i don't know i i was in in town and it was to do with the same sort of thing and i i punched a lamppost as you do because you're silly when you're a teenager <laughs> and and the light went out do you know and it's just it's just it's just little synchronicities where energy does does your energy disrupt things do you know so you know, we're getting more into the woo now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all woo, really. I, <laughs> exactly. I was curious, you said the flash of the face. Will you give us some, can you get clarify that, that face that flashed? Like, what was the whole thing? What was going on with that? It was, um, so the ground that I've been working on, it was like an old derelict house and the guy died in the house. Um, and somebody had taken it over and the guy who died there was taken out on the back of a horse and cart when he went but there was there's huge conflict between the two farms either side i think and um so what happened was um that angst which has probably been going on for about 100 years literally that much angst between these different farmers um and there was just a weird energy and, and all you know this you'd, you'd get the you know that he i i was feeling on this place i don't work there anymore because i was just getting so i was exhausted i'd go on there and i'd be tired out um so i started i started i got dion fortune's psychic defense and oh yeah i love dion fortune um ah oh, the sea priestess jason miller and all that kind of stuff you know just just trying to build some protective thing. I've got um, that other guy now as well. Um, I can't remember, Draja. I can't remember what his name is. Draja Mitterick. He's got another one as well, which is quite a good one. Um, but anyway, I started doing stuff to try to um, form some sort of protection over myself to just kind of give a barrier to whatever was seeming to affect me. And at that point, I was... I was going to see a um, a coven in Cardiff, and so I was I was looking at joining that, but it was just ended up being too far to travel. Lovely people, but just but anyway, I, I was learning about sort of protecting myself on this land. So I gradually was able to put up some sort of bubble around myself, and it was interesting because the farmer farmer would make comments like. God, those sheep are acting funny it's almost like something's chasing them and that they'd, they'd, you, you'd watch the sheep and they'd literally it was like something was going you know shoo shoo to them and, and they, oh. they'd, they'd all go they'd go across the field a bit and then they'd all look around and they'd be looking at something um and i'd i'd, I'd put this bubble up and at times i'd almost feel like something had, had hit the side of it because it, they'd be like this i'd almost feel a bit dazed as if something had kind of knocked into me but I, I was obviously getting a bit better at doing that sort of stuff. And I walked over to the farmer one day and 
it was it was a sunny day and I was all all kind of I was okay I was quite warm and but he was like oh it's really cold today and there was literally plumes of cold breath coming out of his mouth and you could see it was, it was just it looked freezing whereas I was fine and it was kind of like there was that kind of energy going on and what happened was I was I was coming out from there one there'd been kind of something unsettling it was before it was nearing Christmas time I think it was a, either a dark moon or a full moon it was one or the other and um I'd kind of said oh you know I hope you have a good Christmas or whatever to whatever was there. Mm-hmm. As I got over this gate, I felt this huge fear thing come in all at once. And as I stepped over the gate, I kind of turned round to actually look back into the farm. And it was like there was a face right up against um, my face, just on the other side of the gate. And it was literally a screaming head. Oh man. And it was, it was, it was super freaky. Um, but I'd experienced it in other areas of the land because there's different parts. And there was one moment because I'd, I'd had been, I was clearing willow because willow breaks and then falls down and then grows and then breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And there was an area that which had just been taken over. So they, I was clearing all of that. And there are kind of weird kind of connections with spirit and willow. Um, and oh the, yeah, major. <laughs> well, I was sat on a stump, and I could I I was just kind of I don't know what I was doing, having a cup of tea or something, and I had this huge impression of somebody coming behind me and about to stab me, and it was it was really weird. It's not something you just you just suddenly think oh somebody's about to stab me in the back, but that's what it felt like. Um, and so I was kind of getting a bit weirded out, and I I kind of went you know maybe I should be maybe I should be saying because I, I normally say. Look, I'm sorry, I've got to take you down, but I've got to clear you. And yeah, I'm, to the I'm, spirit of it, yeah. The tree. So I went along to one of the willows that, which were further down that I was going to have to clear, and I just apologised and said, "Look, I'm sorry. This I, I've got to clear this area." And just as I said it, there was a huge crack in the actual wood itself. So the huge trunk of the tree, but it wasn't nothing cracked, as in it opened up. But there was a huge sound of a crack so almost like something shifted in it which was really really bizarre kind of energies especially when it it's within what you're actually saying so you know it's within the time frame that you've said something and it happens yes oh yeah the synchronicities are important with the timing and, and there were other aspects within the woods where i'd kind of gone to an area it was another area that i was going to have to clear which was silver birch um, which is kind of oh, really I love silver birch. Gorgeous. They're gorgeous, but they kind of they're pioneers, so they're the ones that grow first because they grow quickly, and then within twenty five years they'll just fall down. Yeah. Um, so it was within that sort of area that I was starting to clear, and I there was two like amorphous blot. I felt fearful. So this is the fear thing that I kind of I wonder whether other people get that. Because obviously you see horror films and people go, get creeped out, and then they... <laughs> but it, it feels like that's kind of intrinsic within it, within how I experience it anyway. There's like a fear and then something happens. And within this, there was two like amorphous blobs within the wood itself. And mm. I could actually see them move. And it was, it, for me, that's bizarre. And it, I, you know, 
I don't know what it is. I, I you know, I, it, but for me, it was spirit because I was kind of talking to it and I, it didn't want me there, whatever it was, it did not want me there. Um, so I, I kind of, at that point, I just picked my gear up and left because it was just that freaky. <laughs> Do you know? And, it, and, and I, I don't tend to be somebody who gives into flights of fancy. It's kind of like one of those, you know, my, my mother would always say to me that, you know, she'd, if I ever cried, she'd come running because it would be the only, you know, there'd be something bad happening. Yeah. Making a noise. And it's kind of like, it's a bit like that. It's, it's such a strong feeling. Yeah. Well, there's spirit of place and I'm a big believer in that. And, uh, what you just, I mean, you're representing that with this story right now yeah. and it's, it's people are going oblivious to these things and to the, these energies that I think are sentient energies personally, yeah. and you can interact with them and just go in and ho-hum and cut everything down clear cut and no in a completely disrespectful way and expect well they don't know what you know they're in there doing that but then this creates some sort of attachment sometimes to the people doing it so those of us that are aware we go in we have these interactions and we understand and you leave it alone yeah exactly um, and, and the thing is i did i literally got to the point where i was just like i can't i can't deal with one the energy loss for myself but it was also the fact that it just didn't feel right do, do you know what i mean it's, it's kind of like you you've got you've got a choice within life that you can carry on doing stuff you know i've worked in all kinds of things being ADD, i get bored i get yeah or I, or I react within a situation because I'm not handling how somebody's talking to me because everybody's human and I don't care what class, race or level you are, I'm going to deal with you. If you're not going to treat me like a decent human, I'll react, do you know? So oh, it's kind yeah, of, absolutely. I've worked in farm places that you would not class as um, places that you'd want to work. I've, I've worked in stables where, you know, the farmers have been absolutely abusive and it's just, you know, you, but you've also got amazing farmers who are just kind of just all they care about is their stock. And it's kind of like, I don't know, there's, there's such a wide diversity. I think I've gone off a tangent somewhere. I don't know where I've gone. <laughs> I, love it. I love a tangent. <laughs> um, but I think it's to do with, I think it's to do with you've always got a choice or you haven't. Yeah. Actually, you haven't sometimes. Sometimes you've got to make some money because otherwise you're going to get kicked out of your place. So you've got to make some money. And that's... But that's the, the choice. That's exactly. what I'm saying. That's the choice. Yeah. The choices are always there. And we don't realize how they seem like you don't have a choice. But somewhere along the line, you made the choice to not have the choice, which is the choice. Is that a <laughs> tongue twister? <laughs> okay, so winding into the dream space this is all significant and and we're talking about these uh almost liminal etheric experiences we're talking about land spirits and all that this is all stuff that is in that liminal space and people like you are very sensitive to that and you've shown that through oh, i can't uh, hear you again i hope it doesn't just drop out again 
Do you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Do you hear me? Okay. I was a little off key. Papa, but can you hear me? <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Yentl. I started out with uh, missing persons. <laughs> I just watched Deadpool the other day and it was part of the movie. <laughs> oh, Deadpool's hilarious. So in the in the liminal spaces, this is where dreams happen too. Have you okay, so I I'm not sure how much death you've been around, David. And okay. this is, and I know you know where I'm going with this, but in your dream space, have you encountered your personal dead, your friends, your family that have passed over? And if so, let's start with were you able to see anyone's passing before they passed? Um. Gosh, I think that's one that's probably just gone with the memory, my own memories, you know, um, I can't clearly think of stuff. I know, I know there has been things. Um, and I've certainly had stuff that's been predictive. Um, and certainly, certainly deja vu used to be a, a lot um, more common in my life. But, but death wise, I, my dad died. Um, and a few years afterwards, I had quite a, a quite a weird dream where he, it, it was quite overpowering, but it was almost like he was taking the form of his body within the dream. And he was kind of saying, you know, uh, you know, I, I care about you and, and that kind of thing. Um, as, but not obviously just speaking it, it was kind of like, you just understood it within the dream, but it almost felt like his, there was too much skin for his body. You know, it's almost a bit like um, Men in Black where the guy's got, you know, he's taken the guy's, the farmer's skin off. It's just it's all a little bit kind of, you know, and it was, it was a bit like that. So it's kind of a little bit unsettling, but I think often interaction with spirit is because it's not, it's not how we know it. Do you know, it's so I, I think there was I think there was interaction with spirit, um, but that wasn't a preemptive. That was just kind of like somebody saying, you know, we're OK, Do you know. Um, so what, how old were you when your papa passed? He was probably it was probably five or six years ago, but I, I left home when I was 19 and moved down to do blacksmithing in oxford and yeah. at that point i basically severed ties with my parents and my brother and my sister and basically didn't see them for well i didn't i didn't actually see my father again so i was the prodigal son that went off and didn't come back um and basically it was 25 26 years later that i actually finally saw my sister first and then I saw my my mum again after because I went to see my sister, then I, I kind of made connections again. Um so yeah. Um I don't know where we're going with that. See, see what, see what okay. brings, I kind of well, just float off somewhere. Allow me, allow me. If <laughs> and if this is too sensitive to talk about, then we can move on. Oh god, no, I'm an open book. Okay, excellent. So you parted ways with your family quite early and then 
let's let's just talk about your papa so when he passed how what were your feelings around that so you never saw him again since you were 19 correct yeah that's right yeah and so when he passed how was that playing out for you in your waking life not in your dream life with this dream you just gave us but how did you feel emotionally about that um well there'd been a lot of i kind of got because i was i'd, I'd left there to come down and see tasha tasha's my wife now um so that was when i was 19 so we've been together since then um and I basically, because of the the separation, and I was I was kind of in conversation with with Tash, with um, not Tash, with my sister, and she let me know that my dad had suddenly been taken into hospital, and and at that point I wasn't ready to see anybody. I was just about making my way back into the to talking to my sister, um, so not. I wasn't certainly wasn't ready to go to the, my father's deathbed and s sit next to him because he was he was basically he got um, I think he'd started off in the merchant navy and I think they used to scrape out the old boilers which used to be asbestos and so there was all kinds of stuff that had kind of put to being put together to actually end up with him he was in a coma and I, he wouldn't have been able to say anything anyway um, not that that's the point but. I wasn't ready at that point so it's kind of for me after that I there was kind of my my whole life's been kind of about guilt and shame in some way or another so I think the I it was just an, a compounding of guilt and shame because you know oh gosh you haven't gone back and said goodbye do you know it's but I don't it wasn't something that at the time I couldn't go beyond where I was at. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so when you had the dream of your papa, how long after his death was that? Ooh, that was probably three or four years after. Probably. Oh, so it's quite a, quite a while. Yeah, yeah, because I, I kind of, there's been a lot, other stuff going on because the person that I kind of I moved down to be with my wife but then I was staying with my wife and her mum and there was kind of like a very unhealthy dynamic there which then was eventually turned out to be kind of quite a nar narcissistic relationship um, and it wasn't healthy it wasn't a healthy dynamic so it's kind of I think that's where a lot of my stuff about myself got shut down um so i was working my way out of that at the other end so it was all of that was kind of going on and unraveling as my dad had died um so it was kind of wasn't i wasn't in a place to actually then sort through that as well do you know i yeah. think you, you there's levels that you can cope with at a time um sometimes you just sent loads of it because it, it you know it's like my my dream of um seeing somebody hanging out my, my brother hung himself when he was 34 um so that's quite a few years ago um so it's kind of there's been death in my family but i wasn't present for it you know my, my brother my 
my brother had a son, two sons, and I don't know them at all because the, there was such a split in the family that it was just, you know, it was completely separate. Um, so did you, so you mentioned, did you have a dream with your brother? I've had, I've had pr feelings of where he's been about. Um, like I've gone into a room and, and sometimes there's been a feeling like somebody stood there and mm -hmm. my daughter used would sometimes say there's there's a tall man stood at the bottom of my room so that I reckon there's potentially somebody visited <laughs> yeah. you know it was all within a certain period and it was it was many years afterwards um but yeah yeah that was kind of quite a weird one at the time oh yeah of course what made you associate that presence with your brother just a sense of who he was you know my my sense of him when he was younger and he he was he was hyperactive and and he'd always be up to mischief um you know well, it, oh so are you yeah exactly so <laughs> I, a genetic thing as well because it's passed on from <laughs> either a mother or a father as well so it's kind of and i've got two of my children are for definite um adhd and it's you know it's just it's just a different way of your brain working it, it tend what I've, I've heard is that it's it tends to be those people that would be around the fire that would hear a crack in the woods and they'd be the ones that were running off with their spear trying to <laughs> you know, stop whatever it was that was coming and that's just how your brain works you you hyper focus you you're always thinking about other stuff yeah it's always you're there's always stuff going on I think what's happening to me now though i'm getting old <laughs> or it feels like it and it's tiring i think thinking like that all the time and having so many different things going on in your head you start to get worn out by it yeah well i mean there's a point maybe there's actually some sort of balancing going on with you on a, on a spiritual level where you're working out where your energy needs to flow. We only have so much to work with. Yeah, so sure. it's all about that balance. So in dreams in general, are you able to recognize what seems like it's not you? So others and this and in the wide range of what others can be. So it can be ghosts, it can be ETs, it can be whatever, but it's not you, where it feels like it's not part of your psyche. Um, I think it's, it's in waking. So if I'm able to remember something when I've woken up, if I've remembered the dream, then I'll get a sense whether I feel like something's communicated with me, do you know? So whether yes. that's, whether that's, cause I don't, I, I don't really, in some ways it's all energy. So putting any label on it is just the whole Sasquatch UFO all of that sort of stuff isn't it it's what is it different all the different camps will argue separately for each of them but yeah are they, are they interlinked you know at, at what point do you know what I mean it's it's that kind of um I think whatever the energy is that there are times when it's it's like when when artists say 
it didn't come from me it came from something else it came through me yes that it's that sense that something's come through you because it doesn't feel part of you and now whether that's down to the fact that you you limit your own god form do you know it's because we're all gods in our own way it's we're all divine so being it's it's like the whole thing with the kabbalah isn't it you, you there's that point at the very top where you can't perceive it hence why you need god forms so that you can actually you can't perceive the god forms but at least there's something that's structured you know but we're, in the end it's just all one anyway so it's kind of it's that energy essence i think that sometimes you just know that for where you're at in your development your evolution you're actually you're not able to perceive what it is. So it's coming from a purer place, do you know? Or not a purer place, but because I think it's dark and light, but do you know what I mean? It's kind of coming, it's coming through you, but as an essence of something else. Yeah. I know what you're saying. So, <laughs> so I'm picking up what you're putting down, David. Okay. So, but with that also, there's this idea of out of body experiences through say the portal of dream the obes and astral projection and all this that could get thrown into to the pile you know the sylvan muldoon and Harrowwood carrington the projection of the astral body i've got the book there because i just want to remember it because it's it's a book that i got when i was a kid yes and And I, i have that book by the way I know. I saw it. I saw it on your um, Instagram account. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but that was something that I tried out when I was in that phase of just everything seemed to be happening at the time, um, and I felt I, for myself, I felt like I astrally projected at that point, and that was breath, because a lot of that what it sort of says is to use breath and to count down and then go through whatever it was and for a time that's what I was focused on so I because I do hyper focus it was one of those things that I was just on and then like any anything else I get to a point where I'm okay I've done that and so I move on to something else and then stuff I just forget it all you know it's so I've got I bought the book again finally for some reason I got rid of it um but no I finally got that back in so it's that is I have experienced that projection of um, spirit, if that's what you want to call it. I think that also working with breath techniques, you'll find you'll find a new avenue or portal to assist you in that process it's quite amazing and uh i think everyone's a little different so definitely let me know what is working for you now do you remember earlier in the show the quest i gave you for the next seven days yes okay (laughs) you're terrible david (laughs) every night yeah. I just learned recently, by the way, terrible. There's this uh, faction of in the angelic order that were called the terribles that are in the pit. And everyone that's kind of following my uh, 
the cosmic salon stuff i'm trying to pull the angelic order out of the canon and show that they're everywhere and they've been everywhere not just in uh middle eastern tomes and solomonic magic and all that they're everywhere but i'm fascinated now by the terribles that are angels angelic beings that were on the side the side side pit there's just this whole thing and so now when i say you're terrible I've become conscious that this is an angelic order. <laughs> the stuff is so intertwined. I'm so fascinated by it all. Yeah. So I guess it's we... balance, isn't it? It, it is. is. So they are the terribles, but but how could how do you not know that angels weren't terrible? Oh you know? well, it, if you listen to my Gary Wayne stuff, I mean, there there is absolutely. They're everywhere. They actually, our whole outer world is set up in there. Uh, I mean, if you just look at the names of them, the principalities, the powers. They're demons. The, whatever. <laughs> well, Everything is can, demons, yes. You can pull them out and they're, they're, they're the fallen gods. They're the fairy. They're, they're, uh, modern day reptilians they go back to sumer they go back to gobekli tepe they're in egypt they're everywhere of course they're in the canon the bible they're everywhere and it's this order of magical beings that i'm interested in right now and so i'm deep diving it so maybe there's there's three of us just chatting that are those terribles as well maybe we're the terribles too <laughs> well you know i like where you're going with that because it's always wise to look at yourself first <laughs> before you point it's look that, you know sense of divine you know mm -hmm. it's called sense of divine it's like we separate ourselves and put ourselves into work we're just little humans but yes are we just a physical presence of that do you know it's well it's like sock accounts right <laughs> <laughs> are you making fun of my my sock accounts ja jerry you are the king <laughs> <laughs> so okay as we get close to wrapping here i want to get your ideas david on what do you think death is what what is what's going on with that so when i'm asking this question it really is relevant to what you think life is these are interconnected states of consciousness obviously so wh where are you with all that um, I think it's just, I think life is growth. And I think life is us moving through stuff. The cat, the cat's arrived. Sorry, there's a cat next to Jerry. Um, <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, Nicholas. she just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the, the cat, the um, litter box was malfunctioning earlier. I just, you know, it just was all part of it. Um, it I think, I think, I think life is something that, you know we're all going through but it's kind of like we're every step we're growing every step you know all all that that bullshit we've been told about you know how every problem has a gift and it, it's it's true a lot of the time it is kind of shit comes up and you go through it and you hate it and it's the worst thing you've ever had and ever done or whatever but when you're through it it can you can still look back and it's the worst thing that you've ever done and whatever and ignorance was bliss and let's go back before then but 
you're a different person on the other side of it and something's grown. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I think life's that and I think death is just, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's not an end. I don't ever see it as an end. It's kind of, you're going to keep learning, you're going to keep moving through whatever it is. I don't, I don't know. That's, I, I've got no... I've got no answer to it. I just think we're just, we're trying to grow as souls, really. Does that make sense? Yes, and that's an honest answer. I, and there are, I feel like there are no real answers. I'm not one of those judgmental people that has, you know, that there's one answer or anything. I think that it's ever growing too. The more we engage in, our experiences and allow the experiences to unfold, the more it changes the landscape of our life. Therefore, it also changes the landscape of our inner life, which includes the dream realm. Definitely. Definitely. And I think I think that's that's that aspect of the dream, because people kind of just pass it off. Um, they don't recognize that there's so much learning going on in your sleep time. You know, and and you can bring that into your waking time. Whether 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 you're supposed to, I don't know. But it, you know, I don't think life's that black and white. No, not at all. And everything to me with people's case by case. That's why I don't draw conclusions on whole groups. You know, and we're, of course we're seeing a lot of that scariness. So I'm wondering if we had any questions, Jer. I have one from Rivers, <clears throat> and she wanted to know what you thought about Scanda Vale, if you've been there. She used to live in Pembroke. Scanda Vale, I don't actually, I don't, I don't think I've been there. Um, if it's in Pembrokeshire, then it's Pembrokeshire's got a lovely, rough um, coastline, so it's it's. Pembrokeshire is just lovely anyway. Um, I don't know about Scandervale itself. Apparently Oswald had a question, but I have no idea where it's at. Jerry, you always do that to Oswald. Because he asks questions like right in the beginning and I lose them. <laughs> write them down, daddy. <laughs> I, I didn't see it, otherwise I would. I grabbed rivers from before. Don't fuck with me tonight. Like oh, jeez. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, river says it's in... Lampu Saint, yeah, yeah. I, I probably, I may have been through it, but I'm. It's not clocking. I'm. I've never been any good at geography. I used to sky the lesson all the time because I just thought it was so boring. Sorry. No, no, sorry. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Oswald hasn't. I think he's gone. So I apologize, Oswald. <laughs> Anyway, you can DM him on Discord I know. and apologize. Um, nah, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so this is this has been lovely, and what a strange, strange Noxmente this has been from the weird technical stuff at the beginning to your technical stuff. <laughs> it's it's been it was, great talking to you both. You just just lovely people. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> like, likewise well, thank you very much yeah we adore you and you're definitely part of the family here uh, likewise <laughs> thank you so much for staying up late that's really awesome of you 
Yeah, what time is it? It is four. Quarter past four here. Yeah, four twenty. It's four in the morning there. Yeah. So you're well into the witching hour over there. Mm -hmm. oh, completely. Oh, I got a I got a question. Go on. What was what's your favorite dream? Favorite dream. Um favorite dream. I don't know. Okay. That's a hard question. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to answer that. I don't know about fa I don't do favorites, but such a good dream. But I, yeah, for me, favorites would have to be like uh, with the wet dreams. All right, I've got a follow up here since you can't answer that. Is, have you ever seen a UFO? Um. Oh, another another. We we once when I was ten. My dad used, because he was in the Navy, he used to get photographs mm -hmm. from the NASA. Um, he got a load of photographs from one of the American um, Fake. I'm sorry. pilots. Possibly, yeah, but they were no, really, 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 really clear. Mm -hmm. And he had a whole folder of them that, well, a huge kind of thing that was laid out, um, A3 kind of size. And we got burgled and they got all nicked. Oh really? That sucks. It was one of those Man. weird things that went missing. Um, but UFO wise, um Are you serious? Were they what else went missing with that? I I don't know, I just remember that. Well that's that's quite interesting, especially <laughs> they, since they wanted them back. Well, <laughs> your papa was in the navy. Yeah, 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 forces. So I mean, come on, that's very interesting. It's weird that they took that. Maybe they maybe they thought there was a value to it, but it, but yeah, otherwise. But no, UFO wise, I don't, I don't recall. Don't recall. I don't, I don't recall a lot from when I was younger. I really don't. And see, there's more. You're making this very intriguing. We're, <laughs> we're trailing off into the obelisk now. <laughs> there's more to come with you for sure. <laughs> but you said come again. Oh, she's like, <laughs> the show <laughs> we have <laughs> um okay what is that it jared that's that's all i got thank you everyone for listening thank you david thank you nish thank uh, you jerry and next thank week you. i'm not sure who's going to be on with suzanne is i thought we were gonna we settled on well i invited derek bros for that night and if he doesn't answer me then suzanne is definitely gonna be on. so then that's how that's gonna that's how it's gonna play out I know, but I, nonetheless, I want to get Suzanne and Obelisk soon. So let's make that happen. Yeah, I want to get um, so uh, Flavor Town and Bill Bistrot, mm -hmm. I think it's those two, are doing a a thing on Tartaria and mud floods for Grimerica conference. They're doing it seriously. Seriously, yeah. So maybe Flavor Town doesn't do anything seriously. He's doing that seriously. <laughs> so hopefully he'll come on and do come on talk about that and we'll get howdy on to talk about world fairs okay well i'm all about it yeah great so again thanks david um I've, I've got your twitter link in the show notes so everyone can find you and follow you expect at least four new followers from from the show <laughs> yeah, we're we're an underground armoro. Show. it's armoro thank you armoro <laughs> and and flavor town are doing the <laughs> 
<laughs> the uh the talk anyway that's all we got have a great okay. night everyone thank you david and we will see you next week bye, -bye.